2: What's up, everybody? It's Soren Baker, and today on Unique Access Entertainment with Soren Baker, we'll be talking to Chris Calico. Now, Chris Calico, of course, is a famous rapper, singer, extravaganza type of guy from Kansas City, Missouri. He was on Strange Music for years and recently just uh, left the label. So on our episode with Chris Calico, we're going to be talking about why he left Tech 9 why he left Strange Music, His video, Wait, that came out that drew a D'Angelo inspiration, and also, you know, how he wanted to branch out and go out on his own. So, this is Chris Calico, Unique Access Entertainment with Soren Baker. What's up, everybody? It's Soren Baker here on Unique Access Entertainment. As always, please hit that subscribe button. As you all know, it's right down there and it's free. That enables us to keep coming to you guys as often as possible with as many interviews as possible with as many heroes icons and legends in the game as possible so please hit that subscribe button like our content share talk about it be about it each one teach one and we appreciate your guys support getting us this far now today we have the honor and the privilege of being joined by mr chris calico thank you for coming through sir what's up brother everything's good man it's good to see you
0: again Oh uh, yeah, man. It's always good to see you, man. I don't know if people know how far we go back. We go way back. We go way back like fat laces.
2: Yes. Just about that long. Yes. <laughs> so Chris Calico, we're glad you came through because you got the the new single Weight. And I'm very excited to talk about this for a variety of reasons. One, um, you know, body issues and things going on in your mind and your, your personality have been something that have been big throughout your career. So as far as weight in particular, since this is the new launch of your new venture, your new label, Earhouse, new everything, what what made weight the song? Before we get to it, what made weight the song, the one that you wanted to launch
0: your new thing with? Uh, you know, because most of the people that know me know that I have been pretty transparent. A lot of times, I think with with, with MCs, you know, I, I consider myself an MC and a singer, and all you know, people know me; they know I sing and rap. Uh, but I think with hip hop, um, we don't talk about being vulnerable. We're not really vulnerable in a lot of songs. Now dudes do songs about their mama and stuff like that, but I feel like we don't always show ourselves to be vulnerable. We're supposed to be, you know, we're supposed to be tough. We're supposed to be Gucci down. You know what I mean? We're supposed to be all of these things that, that aren't bad to be. It's just, that ain't me. You know, the way that I am is I talk about my life. I write my life. Uh, you know, I've I've always done that, and I've always had the, My biggest songs are songs are like anxiety, bipolar, uh, you know, unstable. Even um, uh, you know, songs that I have with Tech Nine that are that are, that have the same type of subject matter. But I've always talked about these things, and I always felt it helped people. So with me, and this is the first single on my new label uh, Earhouse. I wanted it to be a big splash and I wanted and I and I that's probably like the last song I recorded was weight and it's W E I G H T, not W A I T. So it's not like hold up weight. It's like a lot of weight. And I know people carry a lot of weight. Um, We're the most obese country in the uh, the world. But we also uh, I know people carry a lot of mental weight. This is not just about being obese underweight this is about just weight of life and some of those things the weight that you carry on your body are the weight in your life and sometimes it's other things you know I got people doing all of these videos to my promo video where they're doing what I did in my video which is strip all the way down naked now they're not able to do that and I did cover up you know I didn't got my junk out there but strip all the way down to my bare skin, man, and, and and display this emotion to people that I feel like is really, really catching on. People are really, really rallying behind this thing. So that's what I did.
2: Now, I don't think anybody will get confused with D'Angelo. How does it feel? But when you did, with, <laughs> with, with weight, what made you want to strip naked, per se?
0: Um, my boy... In L.A. who shoots some of my videos, I got two different guys that shoot my videos, one in Phoenix and one in L.A. When I sent him the song, he said, what if you did a D'Angelo? How does it feel? I said, what do you mean? He's like, "Dang man, this song's like you said you wanted it to be about body positivity. What way to encourage people other than to strip down naked like D'Angelo? I'm like, dude, I got titties. I got man boobs, man. I can't possibly do that. I was like, matter of fact, man, you know, I haven't taken my shirt off since I was 13 in front of people barely in front of my wife because I was embarrassed about my body for real. And he was like, that's why you should do it. I'm like, dude, D'Angelo was ripped. You know what I'm saying? He was ripped. I, I had a shirt. I've been buying some, um, some of the rocks. Cause, uh, you know, the rock has been a big fan of ours, of mine and Tex for years. And, um, You know, so I've been trying to support him and buy some Under Armour. And I'm like, yeah, but when The Rock puts that stuff on, he looks like The Rock. I put it on, I look like The Blob. And so I was like, that's how I felt about D'Angelo. He was ripped. He was probably in the best shape of his life. And it was weird because I thought, I'm not, and maybe that is genius. So I told the other one of my other videographers, he's like, let's just do it right now. And we shot it in the room a little what you're in right now. We blacked the room out, put one light on me, wham, shot it. And it's beautiful, man. It's like, it's so provocative from the very beginning. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, it it, it was sort of derived from that idea uh, because it was like the opposite of (laughs) D'Angelo. I called called myself in that video, D'Angelo.
2: There you go, man. Well, that's one of the the things about it that, you know, (laughs) jumping in the game, you've been very willing to address you know, your own issues, and even with the, your debut album being called Vitiligo, I mean, yeah. that, really, that really speaks to it. So throughout your career, as you've talked about weight issues, Vitiligo, uh, anxiety, all these different things, uh, bipolar, misunderstood, etc., cetera, as you've done more and more of these types of songs, what have you found about yourself that's changed or evolved?
0: Uh, I found out that these songs end up being like my therapy they end up being therapeutic for me. And what I've discovered is when it's therapy for me, it's therapy for other people. So uh, I found that the biggest comment I get is, uh, I was going to, as Chris Calico saved my life. I was gonna commit suicide. I heard your song, this. I've even had people say, man, my phone wasn't even on and it started playing this song, like some type of divine intervention. Like your song started playing I don't know if maybe i was listening to it the time before but it started playing out of nowhere and i was uh on my way to commit suicide i've heard this like five times and my songs start playing on people's phones and so i noticed that if it's my therapy and it's their therapy too so i just got to keep going in that direction i like doing like club bangers man you know i can do as you know man I, i can do pretty much any type of music i've written country songs for country artists and I mean, everything, man, from just hardcore hip hop, super lyrical, the fast chopper rap to R&B, opera, rock, metal, you know, all of these different things. But um, one of the things that I notice is that when I do songs where I just pour my heart out or I talk about things that other people identify with, people seem to really catch on, dude. I think the reason why, besides her being a dope singer, the reason why Adele, I feel like blue so big is because People identify with what she was talking about. Yeah. People really, really identified with her. Man, they they I don't know what it was. They they, they really identify with us, with her. And I feel like the thing that everybody had in common listening to her music is that everybody goes through some type of thing. I feel like I'm a very similar artist. And so that's the stuff that people want to hear from me naturally. I don't want to stay in that headspace all the time. And I want to do some club bangers. But when I do, when I do the boot, when I do the booty shagging joints or I do like, you know, songs just talking about my life, you know, growing up where I grew up at, or whatever. I don't know. I feel like people don't attach to them as well as they do when I talk about my bouts with um, bipolar mania and anxiety and depression.
2: Yeah. And I think it's also important, too, as you talk about in weight and as I know from talking to you and knowing you for, I guess, around 20 years or so, give or take, I think the thing is, is that people have to understand this is not this is not a light switch you turn it off or on it's like this is what it is and and dealing with issues that we all have you know we have to constantly battle them fight them overcome them work on them so for you as a person since you've had I know vision issues since you were around eight you've been overweight for most of your life and all this other stuff how How do you find the peaks and how do you survive the peaks and valleys of that
0: um, for so long? I think having a good support system is uh, really important. My wife is about as tough as nails, beautiful woman and just uh, she's very supportive. You know, I was having a breakdown probably like a month ago and then she's in the car crying, screaming and holler like. I feel like you've been trying to die. You got fans out here that love you. You got people that love you. I feel like you're constantly trying to die. And, um, uh oh, sorry about that. I hate when I get calls when I'm having this. You've been constantly trying to die, and I want you to try to live for us. Look at these beautiful children you have that love you. Look at these beautiful fans you have that love you. Try to live for once. So when you got somebody like that, in your ear like what do you do what do you say like you know we have one um we have one shot at this life so we got one shot so i go through those types of things man that's how i get through the peaks and valleys plus i have coping mechanisms i literally get on youtube and look up a uh, guided meditation you know and then i have the therapy which is my music you know and i know that sounds like a, a cliche but I literally do, man. I come down here. This is my studio I'm in right now. Um, and I just come down here and uh, write songs and do music. I like to sit in front of the grocery store and just <laughs> I literally pull up in my truck and just watch life go on. I don't know, man. It's just continued. It's weird because continuing to move forward continues, you know, propels me forward. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. You just got to find it. You got to dig down deep. because there's been days that I've been seriously suicidal and I just... I don't know something happens man there's some type of divine intervention that seemingly that happens with me and uh you know the universe God whatever, whatever you believe in I feel like this energy just kind of overtakes me and propels me through it I make songs about it and I think it helps everybody else do the same
2: now speaking of support systems you also uh, recently left strange so what uh you know you've flirted with that before and all different things so what what made now the time that you actually leave strange for real
0: COVID um made everybody made a lot of people pivot I won't say everybody everybody didn't have to pivot but I did 90% of my income was touring so think about it when I leave uh I mean when, when we don't have any shows we haven't done a show a tour I should say since 2019 so it it enabled me i don't know not even enabled. it forced me to try to pivot to to pivot and figure out what i was going to do and so the first thing i did was build a studio in my house because of course we can't go to the studio the engineers weren't even there so i built the studio on my home and i've been thinking about it for a while man And i started i've been priming my wife to manage me for a couple of years um because i never had a manager and so i primed her to, to uh to manage me, you know what I'm saying? And then we uh, built the studio here. I started recording songs and then I had to have the hardest conversation I've ever had was to go to tech and tell him that I wanted to uh, go off on my own and kind of uh, drive the bus to my own destiny and um, figure out what I'm worth without strange music. It's been a security blanket. It's been the platform that I've been on forever. It's where people are the most familiar. So it's like a leap of faith to think that you could step off to the side and form Earhouse and uh, and try to make it into a success, duplicate the legacy that I created there with Strange Music and Tech9. So I just you know I, and without any money, and so I took a leap and um the blessing though Soren is that everybody that I planted seeds with, I planted seeds with a lot of people, a lot of relationships. Like I said, you and I have had a relationship for over ten years, and everybody that I had a relationship with just started pouring into me. And um, all of those relationships that I had, including some with other major labels and some with other distribution companies and uh, videographers and producers and just everybody just literally embraced me, wrapped their arms around me. And, and so many people have contributed to what is going to be the success of Chris Calico and Here house. OK, so what what
2: was the conversation with tech? How did you decide to have it? Did you have it over the phone in person?
0: What, what happened? Now, I sobbed for a whole week, first of all. And then I, um, we were doing our, our first stream show. We did a live stream uh, show uh, at Strange Music. Uh, they built a big stage there to do live streams. And um, I rarely have Tech and Trav, who Travis owns the company, in the uh, same room at the same time. You know? And so I, uh, I just was like, I, my heart was pounding. And I was like, man, this is the time I got to tell them. I got to take this leap. Like, I'm not going to catch both of them at the same time. Weirdly enough, everybody left the room, all of the sound guys and everything, right after rehearsal. So, rehearsal on the sound stage, I sit down, and I said, you know, guys, um, and I told them, I was like, I think it's time for me to uh, gamble on myself uh, and uh, take this leap. And I hope that I have your blessing. And they said, yeah. All right. Well, anything else we
2: should know about Earhouse or what's going on in the immediate future before we have you come back again?
0: I think you pretty much know everything, man. The song is uh, like I said, the, the weight song, it's 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 super empowering to everybody. Man, I got people missing arms and legs doing these videos, doing these TikTok videos. They the fans started this uh, thing called wrist being seen, the wrist being seen challenge, where they use my song. I have a there's a there's already an official Chris Calico weight sound on TikTok. And they can just, you know, the the, the link is in my bio to it, or they can go to TikTok and just put Chris Calico weight in. And they're doing these videos. They're posting them on TikTok and on Facebook where they're exposing themselves. Whatever's wrong with them. If they're underweight, I've had anorexic people. I've had obese people. I've had, like I said, people missing arms, legs, people that are just deaf, uh, hearing impaired, you know, uh, people that are little people. Like, dude, there's been a multitude of folks doing it, mostly on Facebook. But they started this trend, man, and and, and I want people to do that. I feel like they feel empowered after this song. And and once people see the video, they're going to feel even more empowered to strip down. Like I said, I don't want anybody. No, you ain't got to get naked like me. I was proving a point. But I guess if you don't do anything that's going to get you banned from social media. You know what I mean? But I think this is going to really, really empower people uh, with my new single weight, man. And and, and here we go today. How... And what does Earhouse mean for you? And how'd you come up with that? Because I always felt like I was multifaceted. So because I can do all of these different genres of music, to some it's confusing. To others, they just it keeps them on the edge of the seat guessing. And so I had this idea in my head that said, this this, this mission statement that said, everything you want to hear comes from me. Anything you want to hear, I can do it. So I thought about I established all of my stuff in this house. Everything you want to hear comes from this house. Sounded like a company slogan. I was like, ear house. So then I looked it all up, made sure all of the uh made sure it was clear. There's like a restaurant in like Sri Lanka or something with the with that name, but it's a different business, and I didn't get it from that anyway. And then I went, trademarked it, got all everything lined up with my attorneys and just started started building it, man. How you have to build a label, which I had no idea what to do, and um, so that's where the name came from. Though everything you want to hear comes from this house. Uh, got with a um, with a with a designer, you know, and they designed this logo, and I wanted something. I told them that I wanted it to be, you know, uh, actually I got it on his hat, which might be easier to see. I I, uh, I wanted it to be something that was really easy. I was looking at Walmart's logo and Best Buy's logo and Dollar Tree and just Waffle House, and I noticed how Nike, how all of them had this real clean logo. There's this graphic, but then there's the way that their words, read the way that their uh, name of their company, you know, is written out looks just simple and bang. So I got with my guy Lyric Cow, and um, he helped me design this thing. I, we've always been about symbolism, even with the Chris Calico logo with the two Ks, the spider K as we call it. And um, I don't know, man. I, I wanted something that would stick in people's heads. I thought that that was really clean, simple symbolism. And boom, there we are. I mean, we've been we've been off to a great start and we've got nothing but support. Of course, there's a couple of naysayers that are like, ooh, your career's over now. But, you know, everything must change, man. Everything must change. And this is my company. It's something that I can leave to my children. You know, something that actually has my name on it. As opposed, you know, when you're signed to a label, that's their company. I, I love Tech and Trav. But that, but Strange Music is is theirs, and I just wanted something I could call my own, pass down to my children, as I told you uh, before we even started. And my son is an aspiring musician. He's seven years old. He needs something to call his own and be able to put his own music out. And I always had an entrepreneur spirit, and so I expressed it in the place that I thrive, which is in music.
2: Yeah, and with Strange, of course, one of the – most successful, if not the most successful independent label in rap history. You saw how a lot of things worked, how some things didn't work. So what are some of the key lessons and things you learned from how Travis ran the business, how you have seen tech operate, that you're applying to what you're doing at your house?
0: Well, I learned a ton there. It would take me a, a whole day to explain everything that I learned. And that's good and bad, I am mean, going to, to be honest. And um, One of the things that I learned most recently is that the digital marketing and the way that music is put out and the DIY uh, culture that's going on right now would enable me to be able to do this on my own. Before you needed a label and you just, you don't have to have that now. There's ways to put your own music out and market it yourself. I mean, digital marketing is humongous. So I learned that, you know, that's what, that's what was happening. And I was like, well, man, I could possibly do this myself. And, you know, and I'm going to be very transparent and get more of the pie without a lot of other people's hands in the mix. This is no shade to them at all. This is the way every record label works in the world. But I knew that um, I knew that I could take this thing on myself. I learned how to be a star from doing things with tech nine. Now, he didn't say Hey, here's how you be this is how you conduct yourself to become a star. It was just everything we did. I watched how he annihilated people on any feature, and I started doing the same. And this is not being arrogant, this is the people's opinion. Uh, You know, even with Speedum, where Eminem, me, Tech, and Eminem did a joint, Eminem gets on Shade 4 5. I'm like, I'm not familiar with Chris Calico, but whoever that is, he's a killer. And so I knew that, you know, I could take that approach to my own business, my own music and uh, and win, you know, and then I assembled a team because I knew that it took a team of people. It can't just take uh, one or two people to do things. Not one, there's not one person that makes a label go, you know, or even an artist, even when you're, a, when you're a celebrity, you know, Drake or whoever, it takes a team of people to make that go. So I assembled my team of people. I did learn that lesson as well. And then here we go. And some people that have been some giants in the industry as well, that really believed in me, really believed in, in the weight song and my story and even the quality of music that I put out. You know, we being underground, you know, I, of, that our, I've written gold and platinum joints. So I knew that if I just did that for myself, that I would be just as successful.
2: Right. And I know from knowing you, from being around you guys, being in the studio, all this stuff for so long, that there is not only familiarity, but there's also the artistic bond that you have working with, you know, whether it's seven or tech or whoever it is. So my question is, as you now find yourself in control and maybe more on your own per se, how has that adjustment been and how have you adapted to that? Uh,
0: uh You know, it goes back to what I was saying before, man. I've been able to. I. I, I networked. I, 20 years, man. Um, sorry, I'm getting phone calls left and right. I uh, I networked a lot over these 20 years, and I met a lot of producers. I met a lot of execs. I met a lot of these people, and I wasn't doing this intentionally. I just always become buddies with everybody. I go out and eat, drink, and kick it, and crack jokes. You know, you and I have cracked jokes on each other, and you know that the same rapport I have with you, I've been having with everyone. And so it really, I'm gonna be honest, it wasn't hard. When I stepped, I was more scared. Mike Tyson said a quote I just saw recently. He said, the scariest part of fighting me was worried about getting hit by me. The guys were so scared to get hit by me that they lost. And I thought about that. The scariest part of me journeying out on my own is being scared to journey out on my own. That's all it was. Because once I jumped out, I had producers, like I said, execs uh, from everywhere. I, I spoke to a lot of labels. I went and had meetings. And I won't name who they were, but, you know, I I thought that I was going to be in the exact same position. It wasn't any need of me leaving Strange and going to Universal because it was going to be the exact same uh, outcome as far as percentages goes, as far as, you know, uh, uh, trying to get everyone's attention or becoming priority, things like that. You know, I will be priority at at Earhouse because Earhouse is centered around me. I'm the flagship artist. I can just create it instead of just desiring that from other people. I can just create it myself. But everybody embraced me, man. I already had um, certain, uh, uh, I already had producers, other producers that hadn't even produced for Strange that had been waiting for me to do something with them. And I could, not that I couldn't have done it back then. I just gave them a shot because I was in the position to give everybody a chance at that time. And, uh, and dude, it's been nothing but great. It's been so awesome. My wife cries every day because she was worried about doing this too. And as my manager, she's like, "I, I don't know if I know what I'm doing." And she's been killing it managing. And again, all of the execs and everybody else has joined the team. Have done nothing but they wake up and think about what can they do to push this whole Chris Calico thing forward every day, which is like awesome. You know what I'm saying? And but when you're on the label, you had a label with a bunch of artists they have to spread their attention through all of the artists, you know, with me, it's just me. Right. And
2: how, how are you going to be approaching once things open back up from COVID, which it seems they're going to, or about to, how do you foresee the touring aspect going with you and your wife handling that? Cause I've been with you guys on the road so many times.
0: <laughs> I'm out here, man. With I'm that bootleg here.
2: commentary. <laughs>
0: <laughs> bootleg commentary. I have, uh... Dude, I, I've I've had so many promoters and stuff reach out to me already, and we're gonna be good. People are excited to see what I got to say. I got a whole new show. I did a live stream show, which was my, um, which was my final show with Strange Music. Uh, it was called the Reveal, and I revealed that I, I revealed Earhouse. A lot of the fans were speculating that that's what was going on. There was even a guy. Uh, a YouTuber that was found my business license in the state of Missouri and posted it, said, this is Chris's name. This is Earhouse, this company. This is what he's going to reveal. And then, of course, that's what I revealed. So it was half documentary, half performance. It was amazing. I, I showed my whole new show to people. I showed my, I exposed, I revealed my whole new show with my band and the singers and the dancing. And the, I mean, it, it's, on a, it's on a whole different level, too. It's it's um it's different than what Tegan and I. It's just it's generally it's the two of us and we rock it every time. Um, I wanted it. I didn't want my show to look like our show minus him. I wanted it to be a totally new thing, and that's exactly what it is. It's even I have two different versions of my show. That was the big band, so I have a scaled down version that still got four people on stage and we still murder it. So I can't wait to get out here and show off all of this new music, uh, my new show and just murder it like we've always done, man. And when we leave the stage, everybody's socks and draws wet. Mine, the fans, the promoters, the people selling the popcorn, like everybody, uh, the bar, like everybody is gonna be going crazy when we unleash this show in the world. And then what was
2: what's the strategy of having the larger uh, tour with the band and then the
0: stripped down thing? Uh, I probably would do the band in bigger venues. Than, oh my God, dude. Uh, no one, people will not stop calling me. Uh, the, the band uh, is usually for my bigger performances. That was a huge performance with the reveal. We had screens, screens under us, screens back of us, big screens above us. Like it was just a bigger production. So when I have the bigger productions, I'll bring the band and everybody
2: out. Okay. And then what about uh, album? Are you going to be signing artists? What's, what's the next stages for Earhouse? You know, once weight doesn't uh,
0: stand. To finish what you're saying, sorry. I will always have a band. It just be, there's a big band and a small band. Sorry. But uh, what am I going to do for here? i sign an artist. Um, I'm going to just, uh, so I will sign artists uh, because I have thousands of demos and emails already. Um, but I just have to establish this thing. I've just been telling everybody, I'm going to be honest, man, just let me get my feet wet. Let me get my feet wet with Airhouse and uh, see what success i'm going to have which i know it's going to be huge and then you know because i don't want to invite someone else or anybody else to figure this out with me i mean i got i'm gonna be honest i got it figured out i got it figured out but it's just a little bit early i think it's premature to sign artists right at this time we may even do a contest because there's a lot of people that are looking to come to your house and so I, um, I want to get my feet wet and then uh, we'll consider whatever's next to be next.
2: And then are you going to be putting out a string of singles?
0: Or are you putting out an album soon? What's, what's going on with your music? Um, I'm going to put out a string of singles this year. Um, I know our fan base is used to albums coming out. So I don't know. I, you know if people aren't, aren't happy, because I want to please the fans, people aren't happy with me just putting singles out. I'm going to be dropping singles a lot. I don't think you're going to miss me putting out an album. People have a shorter attention span these days anyway. And they're like, they're going to listen to my song. Two songs in, they may be off to the next guy. So I want I want to give people, I've always been about doing shorter songs and giving people short bursts of Chris Calico. And I feel like it gives me replay value and it, and it makes them never get bored with me. Right. So I'm going to put, and I'm probably going to put out, per the fans' request, a Christmas album. People have been wanting me to put out a Christmas album for so long, man. I'm finally going to do it this year. And I probably wasn't even supposed to say that yet, but you're my guy, so yeah.
2: All right. well thanks for tuning in to Unique Access with Soren Baker. I appreciate your guys' support. Please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts and however you guys checked out this episode of Unique Access with Soren Baker. Also, if you haven't already, please pick up The copies of my two most recent books, The History of Gangster Rap and The Gucci Man Guide to Greatness with Gucci Man. You can find both of those books on Amazon, at Barnes & Noble, at the independent bookstore near you. And of course, you could also check them out at your library. And if any of those places don't have them, please request them. And most importantly, thank you so much for listening to Unique Access with Soren Baker, however you listen to us. And please subscribe so we get into your feed. Hit us with that like and hit us with the five stars, 10 stars, 100 stars, whatever's the highest they got on this platform. But we appreciate your guys' support and look forward to you checking us out on the next episode.
1: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.